0: Welcome to Family Life Today, presented in cooperation with this station by Power to Change. We hope today's program will give you something to reflect on and to encourage you in your relationships. Our hosts are Dave and Ann Wilson.
1: When we were in the midst of COVID, you made a decision, and I thought this was pretty significant. Well,
2: I wish I could say I made a decision when COVID started. It took I bet you a couple months. Yeah, I think so, too. And the decision was when COVID started, I fell into a routine of waking up and grabbing my phone and reading the news.
1: And we would do it at night, too, because it was the beginning. Like, what's happening? I mean, obviously,
2: you want to know what's going on. And there was all kinds of, you know, news around the world about the disease, about the pandemic. But I found myself like the first thing. I was still in bed. I grab my phone, which probably should be somewhere else, but it's right there in my nightstand, and I go right to the New York Times and I read the stats and how it's an outbreak and the latest CDC, and all I know is I got fearful, I got discouraged. It was at least a month, maybe two. I remember one day going, This is not a good practice. This is absolutely terrible. <laughs> not that I don't want to know the news, yeah. that is important. I need to start with the word, and I chose to put the word
1: before the news. And I think a lot of us have heard this, but that saying is what you behold, you become. Yep. And I think that's so true because the more I behold something, I'm shaped by that. Yeah, and so we've
2: got with us Gretchen Saffles today with us again who man, – I'm looking at you. You're smiling. You wrote a book called The Well-Watered Woman, and in that book we read it. You talk about this very thing. That's why we brought it up because you said, "Putting the word I think before the world."
3: Yep, is word your before phrase? The world. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: So welcome back to Family Life today.
3: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about this, and I'm smiling because I did the same thing. And you season. did. I bet oh, a lot of yeah. us did because we want to know what's happening. Yes, I mean it became addictive. Yeah. You know? What's the next thing? Yeah. What did they find out? Right. And I found myself just in this cycle of fear and defeat and discouragement. But and I
2: know you didn't do it like me because we're empty nesters and you've got two little boys at home. <laughs> you've got a, a ministry you're leading. You you've got a the husband. Woman. I, mean, yep. I mean, anyway, you've got all, I mean, you probably didn't even get to sleep. I mean, I wake yes. up and nobody's there and I can grab my phone.
3: Yep. You yeah. Oh, up. yeah. My husband and I said, why couldn't this happen when we were newlyweds? We could have just had so much fun. <laughs> But it's I mean, true. with young kids at home and, you know, everybody being quarantined, whoo, it was exhausting. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. so easy. I mean, really, our phones are addictive. It's like this automatic thing. We reach for our phone and we check it first thing without going to God's Word.
1: It's everything that we're searching and looking at. Yeah. And it's easy to fall into the habit of doing that every day. I am with you on this. Yes. <laughs> this is my... Uh, every time I'm in the Bible and Dave and I are driving, yes. I'm like, let me read you this, which is so interesting because I remember being in my 30s and I went to a conference, a women's conference, and mm-hmm. this older woman who is probably in her 70s said she'd been reading the one-year Bible every mm-hmm. single year for 20 years. Wow. And I was like, what? How would you do that? And I'm always thinking, what, you know, what should I read in the Word today? But I heard her and I thought I'm gonna do that.
2: She's on year 16. Mm-hmm. I'm That's on year.
3: incredible yeah. doing the one year Bible. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: I like it because I've got an Old Testament scripture, I've yeah. got New Testament, a Psalm and Proverbs. Yeah. But nothing has changed my life besides Jesus quite as much as just being in the Word. Right. It changes everything and it's so good. That's so I like. So, so good. talk about the Word before the world. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, one thing that I say a lot and I've learned myself is the more you taste Jesus in the word, the rest of the world will lose its flavor. Yeah. And so the more, because you were listening to that lady going, how? And I had a mentor named Karen and she was just, uh, she loved the Lord so much. You just sitting in her presence, you were like, tell me about Jesus. (laughs) And. But she was a woman of the word. Mm. She, for all of her children and grandchildren, read a Bible specifically for them, writing prayers and notes in it, and would give it to them. And I would go, how how have you read that many Bibles? I mean, she had a a big family. But she loved the word. And I saw that the more she tasted the goodness of God in his word, not just in the passages that are comfortable, that's what she desired. And so I have seen that in my own life. And this was not just, you know, Dave, you were saying for like a month or two. You did this. This was a lot, a very long time for me that I would sleep with my phone next to me and I'd go to bed scrolling, you know, yeah. reading, checking email. You know, is there anything else I need to see before the day ends? And then I wouldn't sleep great, you know, or I'd wake up in the middle of the night and, oh, can't sleep. I should just. You know, check in, see how everything's going. Then I'd wake up and I'd do that. And my whole day was thrown off kilter. Hmm. I didn't have peace. I didn't have direction or discernment. You know, everything just felt like it was falling apart. And I felt like I was falling behind because. You know, the dawn of social media, you're always seeing everyone's accomplishments. (laughs) And
1: you're comparing yourself. You're
3: always. And and it's just right in front of our faces more than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. And so the more I filled my mind with that, the more it led me away from Jesus. It Mm -hmm. led me away from his word. And then I would come to the word and I'd spend time with him and go, why? Why? Why am I spending time on my phone? That just, you know, I would see this huge difference. My husband could see it. People around us can see the difference yeah. when we have spent time with Jesus and when we haven't. So I made a decision, you know, one year I love doing, you know, reevaluating at the end of each year. Hmm. I love that. Some people don't really care, but I just find it really helpful for me to look back and to look ahead. And I had always been a fan of making resolutions, but that year I realized, you know, The only thing, if I just did one thing this year, if I put God's word first in my day, if I didn't pick up my phone right away, that would actually change everything. I don't even have to make resolutions for all of these other things that I want to change because God's word will inform and transform my life. Hmm. And so I, I wrote that down. I want to put the word before the world.
1: Okay. Now I'm listening to you thinking you have to, especially when you'd made that decision. Right. Did you have any kids yet?
3: I did. Oh yeah. I was a young mom. So
1: they were little. Yes. Man, as young moms, it's the hardest thing to get in the Word. When you have your kids crawling all over you, then they need you. You have to run to the bathroom and lock the door, right? No, they're in there with
3: you. I was going to say, they're knocking. Their little fingers are coming under going, Mommy, are you done? What are you doing? Did you see how you both just jumped on that? That's hilarious. So how did you do that
1: as a young mom? Because that's the hardest time to get in the Word.
3: I had to let go of my expectations of what it would look like to be in the Word. Because for me, I thought... If it's not quiet, if it's not early, if I don't have my coffee, my journal, my chair. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it started to look like okay, my kid, I woke up early, but they're already awake. Somehow they know. They know. They know when I set my phone alarm early, and they're just like, hi, mommy. Hi, I'm right here. And so I started to realize I'm just going to have to open it with them right here. There may be a cartoon playing and I may only get five minutes in the word right now, but five minutes with Jesus is better than no time with Jesus. God can multiply those minutes. He knows our seasons of life. He knew I was busy. I found other creative ways because sometimes that five minutes just wasn't enough. So praise the Lord. We have the audio Bible now, you know, (laughs) We also have amazing podcasts like this one and things that we can pull up throughout the day that will feed our soul.
2: And I think we have to understand. I mean, I was thinking as you two ladies were talking, but I thought it's like this. We all know how to plug in our phone every night, every day, whatever. And we even have superchargers. Yeah. And I think we got to understand that that is our soul. Right. Well watered woman, well watered man is yep. if I'm not connecting with Jesus. Right. Man, no, nobody has a phone that doesn't plug it in every night or at least for to get charged. You're like, I can't live without my phone being charged. You yep. know what happens oh, yeah, if I yeah. one percent?
3: Freaking out like <laughs> yeah. if this dies, what's gonna happen? And
2: that's our soul. <laughs> that's our heart. It's like, when's the last time you plugged in? Yeah. Well, I've gone a week. I'm good. No, you can't go a week and be good. Your battery is dead. You're dry. And everything you're trying to do in your marriage, in your life, in your ministry, you don't have the energy. You don't have the power. It's literally through the source of the Word, Mm -hmm. which Jesus is, the living Word and the written Word. But anyway, it's a beautiful thing to hear you guys talk about it.
3: Yeah, speaking of batteries, so I was joking with you guys earlier how I know nothing about sports. It's embarrassing (laughs) my lack of sports knowledge. The same is true about cars. So when my husband and I were dating, I had this Ford Taurus old. I mean, I can't even tell you how old it was. It was embarrassing when we traded it in there, like, here's $5 (laughs) for your car and it's worth nothing. And so, you know, I thought taking care of it is getting gas. And my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, he said, have you taken your car in, you know, get the oil change, get it checked? (laughs) And I'm like, what? (laughs) Are you supposed to do that? And so, and so he took it in for me and um, it was, it was kind of driving, not great, you know, but the the car mechanic, when he picked it up said, the good news is your car is not going to die today. The bad news is you drove you drove it, you know, he thought it was him. 10,000 miles past its needed oil change. Yeah. I mean, it was a it really was on the brink of death. And you know why I drove it that far cuz you're thinking isn't there a little light that comes on, right? Like yeah. you should see yeah. that there's something wrong. I had a Bible verse on my dashboard and it covered it. No I way. I had no clue. Absolutely no clue. Driving all over the place with this oil sign saying, You need to change your oil. And isn't that the same thing that can happen in our lives is we get so busy doing things that we forget to be with Jesus. We forget that soul care and soul maintenance that we actually need every day because when we're pouring out, you get dry at the end of the day. I mean, you know, the the rain comes on the earth, but then it dries up again and we need more rain for the plants to grow and, you know, for things to keep going. And the same is true for our soul that you can't. You can't just fill up on Sunday and think that that's going to keep your tank full the rest of the week. It's impossible because you don't know what Monday holds. And Monday may hold a diagnosis or news of something that crushes you. Well, that news from Sunday, you still need that good news today. And God's word does satisfy. And, you know, it says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And so when we spend time in God's word, we are literally reading the words of God, like the living and active words. No other words, no news article. No blog article, no Instagram post will ever compare or be able to replace God's living and active word. And
2: and it's hard to explain, and I know we all know based on just this conversation, it's hard to explain to somebody what time in the word does to a follower of Christ's soul. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's something almost mysterious. It's like... It's powerful, but it's beyond power. It's supernatural. And again, it isn't like this vitamin. If I miss right. it, it's – but there's something that God resets. He he reminds you who he is. I, I right. always used to preach it's not the size of your faith that matters. It's the size of your God because we're mm-hmm. always like, I want more faith. Well, Jesus said you need mustard seed size faith, small faith. But if you don't know who God is, and every time you open the Word, here's what happens to me, I, re- I am like, oh, my goodness, you're that great. You're that majestic. You're that holy. You're that big. I forgot. Yes. And so it's like this supercharge in your life that I don't think you can understand until you do it. Mm. It's like, what just happened? Everything got reset. Yeah, yeah, the news is still the news, but I'm okay. Yeah. Why? Yeah. God's word reminded me of who he is. He's with me. The God of all creation is literally in my life.
1: I can make it today. I think it'd be Mm. really important, and I think this is important for all of us to really analyze our soul. Mm. You know, to think, how are you doing right now? Do you feel dry? Do you feel broken? Do you feel defeated? Because, I mean, I love the words to the woman at the well when Jesus said in John 4, to the woman at the well in samaria anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again and i feel Mm -hmm. like that's the world when you drink it you're always it's the it theology it is but those who drink the water i give will never be thirsty again it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them giving them eternal life and i've used that before and i've sorry, I'm doing cleaning analogies here, but I take a sponge, you know, and I cut it out into the shape of a heart. And I remember standing on this stage with women, it was hard. It was crusty. And you could take your finger on that sponge and I put it on the microphone. and say, this is how our hearts become. And I was scratching like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's like this heart and you can't bend it. It's hard. And I think it's easy for us to to get to that place. And then here's what we can do. We go to church on Sunday and you put this little drop of water on the sponge and it creates a little soft spot, but it's still, it needs to be saturated. Yeah. And the more we're in God's Word, the more we desire God's Word, as you said, Gretchen. The longer we're away, we start looking for other things to Mm -hmm. fill us, and we don't have the longing that we may have to be in the Word. And so I think it's really good for us as listeners to think through, like, how is my heart? Mm -hmm. Is it hard? Is it crunchy? Is it dry, as you talk about? Or when you're in the Word and God starts to saturate it, you can squeeze that sponge and the fruit of the spirit starts pouring out and, yes. and that living water starts pouring out. Things aren't perfect, but it gives you a new perspective.
3: Right. And you're never too far off. Yeah. He always has the invitation of come, come. Mm. You think of Isaiah 55. He's saying, come. He, you know, anybody, if you've got no bread, come and eat. Don't, yes. no money, no price, just come. And then you think of Matthew 11 when Jesus says, come all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And then this morning I was reading in Revelation 22. Mm. I've been really wanting to set my mind on the joy that is to come, that someday there will be nothing accursed. There will be no pain, no hardship. But when you get to the end, you know, it says the spirit and the bride say come. So this is the open invitation from God to us, that even when we feel discouraged, even when you've gone, days, months, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe someone's listening. They've gone years yeah. without opening the word and they feel too far off, too far gone. I mean, how can I even open God's word? Where do I open God's word to? Yeah. What the, will it still speak to me? Yes. He says, come. And God needs us there. He needs us in our brokenness, in our need, in our thirst. And the thing is, you know, you mentioned reading the one year Bible God's word is living and active and it's not just the passages that, you know, are just like, oh, I feel so good walking away from <laughs> yeah. that today. It's also the passages where you walk away convicted oh, yeah. and humbled and weeping and maybe even uncomfortable. I mean, there's days that I read scripture and I'm going, uh, what? <laughs> you know, I, I'm a little confused today, but still God speaks hmm. and he's still revealing himself in the truth of his word. So he says, come. Come no matter where you are, even if your life is a mess, Even if it's loud, because we think that a quiet time has to be quiet and look a certain (laughs) way. No, I mean, leave your Bible open when you're cooking dinner. You know, If you can't find time, if your life is that busy, leave it open, you know, listen to it. And there's so many spiritual disciplines that Jesus modeled for us in his life to show us that there's all these ways you can commune with, with me. You can turn on worship music in the car, you know, listen to these podcasts, meditate, on Scripture, you you could be standing in line at the grocery store and meditating on this miraculous truth of God's Word. I mean, what a gift from God above!
2: As I'm listening both of you talk, I also think everything we're talking about in terms of plugging in a daily rhythm of the Word yes. is also true for our marriages. Right. Mm. I mean, think about it. It's the oh, same yeah. principle. If we're not connecting as a couple, yeah. communicating and Rewrote this in our Vertical Marriage book is one of the ways to bring the vertical relationship with Christ into your marriage is just to pray together. Mm -hmm. I mean, I pray. She prays. No, pray together. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a 20-minute prayer. It could be a one-minute or a five-minute prayer. But something happens when a couple who's following Jesus goes vertical together together. Right. I mean, or even opens the word together. And again, there's, you know, maybe a husband going, I wouldn't even know what to do. Just open it up. Right. Almost anywhere. If you want if you want somewhere to start, start in the book of Luke or the Gospel of John and just read five verses about Jesus and
1: say, let's talk about that. Mm. I bet you God will meet you right there in your marriage. Well, there. In the u version app, there's even Scripture you can read together and you can have a Bible plan and you can read it together and comment on it. Those are just good strategies, especially if you're busy and you have kids right. but it's great for our kids to see that as well, like Mom and Dad are praying together. I used to have a Bible in my car, in my bathroom, by the sink. It's like (laughs) all the places I would stop and I would just try to get a a verse in here or there because it's feeding my soul. And I think, too, with our kids, to get them... To realize, like this is God's word, and He speaks to us through it. It's not some old dusty book that's like laying up there that we never open. Like, but to give them the significance, is God wants to talk to us through His word. And even when we go to church, this is this is bad. This is something I did. We can become consumers at church. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and here we are. We started our church, but I remember when our kids were little, I'd get in the car. And it's like, what do you guys think today? bad question right because now okay let me give you my opinion on what happened at church today Mm. talk about a consumer mentality that i was building into my kids and i switched that as they got older and i started saying tell me what god said to you today through the word as Mm. the word was preached what did you feel like the holy spirit spoke to you because Mm. then it gets them used to like oh God wants to speak to me, right? and the word was shared, and God was speaking, and so that helps them to anticipate, like, oh, I need to hear, God's going to say something at church today through his word.
3: Yeah, and that it's not about me. Yes. It's not about me, and well, how did you feel? What did you think? Uh, No, it's about God's truth that never changes, but it always changes us. And, and even thing, if
1: the pastor's boring, God's yeah. speaking today.
3: Yeah, even if the worship is why off, why would you say that, the whole time? Not that you were ever. Oh, whatever. You really all weren't. I,
2: all I would say is today, mm-hmm. open the Word. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. I mean, we can talk about it all you want. We talk about prayer all the time. How about you pray today? How about you know what? Whatever day this is, this is the day I start a daily rhythm. Of opening the Word of God and watch it. And you get the Word in your life. And by the right. way, don't put it on your dashboard and cover up your oil life. <laughs> yes. Just get <laughs> the I? Word, open it up, and start a plan today. It will literally change your life. Right.
3: And if you miss a day, don't quit. Yeah. Right? Don't give up. Don't go, oh, well, there I go again. I'm just, I'm going to set it aside again. Come back. Remember that call to come. It's always an open invitation from the Lord.
1: Thanks, Gretchen. That was really good.
0: to thank Dave and Ann Wilson and their team for another edition of Family Life Today. Although our programs are produced in America, the issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as Power to Change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families, the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. If you'd like to listen to today's program again, visit our website families.powertochange.org.au and select the podcast tab where you will find the previous fortnight's programs available. Until tomorrow at the same time, God's richest blessings on your family.